0: Golden Girls acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and the elders past, present and emerging.
1: Hello, Hello. I'm Liz Golding and I'm Evie Golding and And together together we are are the Golden Girls. Girls. We have the gorgeous Michelle Reeves on today's episode. She's the founder of Mavion, an NFT brand that focuses on uplifting independent artists and designers while bridging the gap between fashion and Web3. Her passion for the new world of fashion and technology gets us excited. We're here to talk to her about Mavion and how NFTs can help fashion designers and what the future looks like for us. Women can control the way we invest in our fashion and beauty, and that is just amazing. She's here to help introduce more women into the crypto world, and we are thrilled to chat to her about this. So let's get into it.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So what does Maven
2: mean what was what does the word mean so mavion is of okay. a few words we love you know maverick ma- maven they're kind of gender neutral but they kind of imply this idea of going where no one has gone before and you know being unafraid to walk the path that you desire uh and then the french words it's a play on mon avion which is my plane um okay. not everyone gets the ability just to travel the world but through the technology of web 3 ar vr Uh, NFTs and this collaboration of people coming together in a new way for art and commerce, Mm. Um, you know, we're bringing the world to people. So, Mavion was brought together from those sentiments.
0: Fantastic. Wow. It's a great name. So, I think we're a bit curious from a, you know, hair, makeup and fashion point of view. um, How do designers benefit from the NFTs? And, you know, we were just talking about, um, you know, your avatar moving around the world and trying things on. But talk us through that whole new world.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's start with, you know, the 40 million independent designers that make up this world who are making beautiful pieces, whether it's handbags from their home studio in Colombia to one-of-a-kind coats in, you know, parts of Europe or gorgeous earrings in Japan. You know, there's 40 million and growing independent designers. And right now, their own only means is really through these platforms like an Etsy. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, we went through a program called Techstars and incredible accelerator for my co-founder and I. We actually did the calculation that for an independent designer in Europe to find a new consumer in the US is actually a 0.000000. 4% chance of that happening. Yeah. Let's just call that what it is. It's not possible. You know, they're, they're not they're not streamlining, you know, an SEO optimization. They're facing currency barriers, language barriers, compliance, shipping costs that are out of control. So these independent designers in traditional web 2 or e-commerce uh, standards are kind of stuck. It's so finite. If you make 50 earrings, you can only sell 50 earrings. Yeah. With the introduction of things like NFTs, we can scale scarcity. Yeah. So at Mavion, that's what we did. Our Web2 company was aggregating all those independent designers and trying to create volume by having a lot of designers with small quantities of things. But with Mavion, we realized we could work with a designer, launch an NFT, and great. Let's say you're the owner, Liz, you get that NFT and you're going to get that physical earring to wear in real life. Mm. We're going to turn that earring into a JPEG that's yeah. a digital asset that can be sold a million times yeah. in a game or metaverse. And now the independent designer can create a whole new revenue stream through rev sharing of those digital assets. Mm. They don't need to know anything about gaming. They didn't have to go and code anything. That's what Mavion does. We can go and do that heavy lift take their beautiful artwork and design mm. and put it into the digital realm mm. and drive growth and scale.
0: It's really wow. interesting. Um, I know in the past Brisbane has been, uh, you know, one of the biggest gaming hotspots in the world. I think that we've lost it a little bit, but I've, I've heard quite a bit um, of it growing again. I think this is part of it as well.
2: Gaming is definitely growing and I'd say it's expanding into other de- demographics and interests. You know, two years ago, if it, if it wasn't camo or had a gun attached to it, you know, it wasn't interesting to people. But now gaming with makeup and beauty and hair colors and nail polish, um, apps and games are kind of diversifying across different interests. Yeah, I also think Brisbane is this like sleeping giant of a hotspot for blockchain developers and founders there's a ton of uh, of nft founders who are in the suburbs here of brisbane that i'm still learning about who are here and i'm like maybe this is brisbane's shot you know we in this decentralized world of blockchain we don't need to have huge cities and infrastructure we just need to have the right people and i think why not brisbane why not brisbane to have the right people
0: yeah exactly yeah it's so fascinating um, so you've got some collaborations in particular with a, a couple of brands. I've read uh, and seen uh, your collaboration with Rebecca Minkov. Yeah, tell uh, tell our listeners a bit about that.
2: Great, right, yes. Yeah, so Rebecca is an iconic American designer. She's been around for about seventeen years. Uh, she's definitely known for her uh, leather handbags and kind of New York City street style. It fashionista girl. Um, now she does fashion and shoes and accessories too. So we worked together last year. We've been friends for about 10 years. Uh, she spoke on a panel with me. And after talking about blockchain, we just got to talking on the you know behind the scenes on we've got to we've got to bring this to people in in a fun way that doesn't feel mysterious and scary. You know, a year ago, NFTs were a weird thing no one understood, and our headlines in the, in the news were like really kind of about scams and it was scary and we wanted to show that there's actually a real purpose to this and it can be fun and it can be interesting to women Mm. it can be about fashion so we collaborated last year and we did two nft drops and the first one was fantastic it was really limited it sold out within like three or four hours and holders of that would then be able to claim all kinds of rewards that you would never be able to have from a design house before, like tickets to New York Fashion Week, uh, one-of-a-kind Rebecca Minkoff bags. Um, You got access to co-create and design a bag with Rebecca and her team. Um, So really that, like, insider connection um, to a brand where usually if you're a consumer, it's transactional and you've bought the bag and now buy, have fun, And we wanted to take that relationship further. Uh, So we did that. And then we did a second collection, which was much larger. And people who have bought that second collection of NFTs, they're all these beautiful artistic uh, Rebecca Minkoff bags that don't exist in real life. But we're turning those into digital assets What we love about that is we're going to have these unique, beautiful bags in metaverses, in games, and holders will be able to receive rewards and points um, that they can then go and claim for different things, discounts to shop, uh, discounts and access to, again, Fashion Week or Summer Preview in the Hamptons. Um, You just get access to, again, those inner circle rewards um, because we think it's time that consumers do more than just consume. Mm. they should be connected and have ownership even.
0: Well, it's, it sounds like taking community building to a whole new level, which is excellent marketing. Mm.
2: It is. I mean, think about this. And I see this gorgeous closet behind you, I'm sure filled with clothes that I would love to come and borrow. Um, <laughs> we have, as women, we have consumed everything. We we bought the $1,000 bags, the $400 shoes and $200 serums. We lined the pockets of private equity And we made them all very happy and and wealthy. But did women get anything for that? Every time you wear that jacket, yes, the brand might retweet you or retag you, but are they really connected to you? Are you really getting anything for that? Because you're the one on the street as a public billboard representing them constantly. Mm. NFTs are creating a way that we can connect a brand to a person, a consumer with real ownership and a really now easy way To transact and share rewards, engagement, uh, and co ownership.
1: It's clever, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a whole new world that I think will change the way that we see fashion as well, and see designers and like, like you were saying, as artwork. Like that's what it is. It's someone creating they see in their mind for people to wear. Cutting down it just being like you wear that clothes, but what what about hair and makeup too? Yeah, well, it's all of it. Filters and everything. Like in hair, we've kind of just started stepping into the whole like changing your hair in an app so you can see what the color looks like before you get it done so like that kind of stuff is changing my world because it makes it a lot easier for clients to not be scared of things and I think that's in a similar sense of fashion like not being scared of spending the money because you're seeing more value
2: absolutely Mm. one of the things I think is really a game changer in fashion is the ability just to discover new emerging talent and to and to reward them I mean I, I think about Gosh, I'm aging myself like 100 years ago, uh, like 20 years ago when I lived in Sydney, I would go to the Bondi markets and there were all these designers who would buy those, you know, those bonds, chesty bonds, singlets. And the the stalls were filled with these women who had, you know, customized them in different ways. And they were just selling them, you know, their their one-offs. I think about that now in today's paradigm where you could be a designer to say, hey, here's our basic tea or bag or boot, and it's now an open call, submit your designs Mm. and people can create that design. It can be community voted on. And yes, you can do that without NFTs, but the difference is now that winner, that person who everyone votes for, and, and you've got this really unique piece. They didn't have to go to a fancy school. They just needed a Wi-Fi connection to submit their design. That brand now can use an NFT as a smart contract. And smart contracts cut out time, chaos, legal fees, and also restrictions. Because what if that person who submitted the design lives in a far-off remote island somewhere in Polynesia? Mm -hmm. Um, They now can have that relationship through one simple transaction of an NFT that they are a co-owner of this design with Bonds or Witchery or whichever brand it is. And every sale of that bag or shirt that's going out there it's just automatic. They get a rev share from that for co-creating it with the brand. Yeah, yeah. Right. and if you talk about supporting the future of designers. This is the easiest way to do that. You don't have to have the biggest budgets or go to the best schools. The best talent can win.
0: I've been listening to quite a few podcasts about AI. It does seem like. The person who has the best imagination is going to win.
2: <laughs> yes, finally, Isn't, doesn't it feel great? Yeah, true. Does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know that like Pepsi has won the taste challenge over Coke for what thirty years? Yeah. But Coke's always had the bigger budget and the bigger distribution. The best products, the best talents are going to—they're going to crush it in this next revolution. And and find your people. You know, like it also makes it easier now. A design that you know mainstream may not have liked or embraced 15 years ago, because we all have access. Um, you can more quickly and easily find your people who would love that design.
0: So, what was that shoe company that was worldwide, and you would design your own shoes, and it it failed, which I always thought was sad. Um, mm, but now, yeah. it, perhaps, they were just before their time. They needed the tech to be there. Yeah, great idea, wrong decade.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, timing is everything, isn't it?
0: Yeah, interesting. So, how does someone go about minting an NFT and and submitting their design?
2: So, I think minting NFTs is, is changing constantly. A year ago, if we had this question, it was really clunky. You had to get a crypto wallet, you had to buy cryptocurrency and connect your wallet and go through a whole process. And it was really. Sweat inducing, stressful, you didn't know what you were doing. Um, now it's just getting easier. You've got you know, the ability to have what's called a no code wallet. So you can just use your email, which is a really familiar behavior for most people. You can use your email, and on the back end, there are platforms that will attach the crypto components like a wallet to it. And you, the consumer, don't even need to worry about it. It's just there, it's done. You get on to doing the thing that you want to do the most wow. Yeah, cool. Thank goodness, because it was stressful. I would sit here in this desk just being like, I need to hydrate. I need to like go <laughs> for a walk. Did I like, click the right link. Have I just exposed my wallet and lost all my cryptocurrency? Yeah. You know, I'm well, someone who's well, living yeah. in space. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Stressful. Yeah, I guess it makes it just more attainable for people mm-hmm. instead of it being a scary place.
2: I mean, here's the problem with, it. I think, how most of the NFT world has been stuck in imagine I've come over to your place. I'm like, hi ladies, I've got a blender. And let me tell you about this blender because this blender has five different speeds, you know, slow, medium, fast. It's got a lid. It's got some really fast choppy blades in here. You plug it in. I think they're coming out with a wireless one so you can travel with it. You'd be like, Michelle, that's cool. Like this blender sounds fascinating, but why do I care? I haven't yet told you this blender makes margaritas. (laughs) <laughs> oh, who about how you plug it in. It makes margaritas? Like, yes. So this, <laughs> this industry needs to start talking about the margaritas. It doesn't matter the, the technology behind it. Consumers need to know why they should care and what they're going to get from it.
0: So yeah. outcome-orientated marketing, not details-orientated marketing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, I think people always just want to know what they can get out of it. Like, unfortunately, it's not about all the fluffy stuff anymore. Like, people want to be like, why should I do it? Yeah. There's, things are so there and, like, you can reach out and grab it pretty much. So then yeah. it's what is actually worth my time. You go on TikTok, you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, you go on everything. And there's so much, like, juicy content out there. So I guess it depends on making it the best in the sense of, like, imagination, like we were just saying.
2: You have hit on something that is near and dear to my heart, which is time. So women, as we know, um, are notoriously underpaid and our time is overused. And I think it is absolutely not uh, a a realistic expectation to to assume women are going to have the ability and the time to learn about these processes. You know, the reason we only have, you know, 10% of NFT holders in the world are currently female not because we're not interested. It's not because we're not able to understand this. We don't have time. We're usually the primary caregiver for a family member while studying and usually holding down a job. Mm. So, when you have those factors against you, plus the fact that we have less access to capital, you've got to be really diligent about how you spend your time. And you can't just throw that valuable resource away. So, it's got to be fast, it's got to be useful, and it's got to have some kind of purpose to it.
0: Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, like making margaritas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> we're on <onto> something here.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the end of the lesson. Like, it's about the margarita, everyone. Got to go. Yeah. Like, mic drop, I'm out. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm already.
0: Fantastic. Look, it's been so, so fascinating. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we're all really hungry about uh, learning more in this space you know we, we'll be watching you <laughs> dear leader
2: <laughs> oh gosh i'm here to help and i feel like this is definitely an industry to not shy away from it's not going anywhere you know right now you know uh I'm, I'm, most people have a, a linkedin profile in the future your crypto wallet or your email which is holding all that crypto information is going to be more valuable than LinkedIn. Uh, and the reason for it is right now, I can go and put anything I want in LinkedIn. I can say I'm the founder of any company, I'm a VP at any company, and no one can stop me from doing that. People are, of course, embellishing whatever they want there. Hmm. But with the blockchain, there's a, it's, a, it's a truth serum because things can only be added to blockchain if they are verified with accuracy, and authenticity, and they can never be changed. So if I go to a certain school, if I have a certain job, if I've performed certain tasks, if I've traveled to certain countries, if I have certain, you know, uh, vaccinations or medical history, that's all added to my blockchain history, and it can never be changed. So you'll know without a shadow of doubt, you know, all of my qualifications. Um, I won't be able to embellish or lie that I was the founder of, you know, uh david jones <laughs> not that i think it's believe me anyway yeah. um i mean you know that,
0: that helps me because i've been considering you know how ai is um replicating people's voice patterns and and their physical movements and so there's fake news will be a big danger in in the future well it is now but what you're talking about fixes that
2: it can, and I think we've got to. We we need the user infrastructure to hurry up and get easier to use, so that consumers can be protected. Because um, you're right, there are with all these technologies, there are risks. I think back even to in 2000, 2001, uh, people were still using fax machines, and you would be more comfortable when when online banking came in. People were so uncomfortable sending their bank information. Uh, through an email or through a digital form they were still wanting to fax it and have it sit there on some receptionist desk for somebody then to import it later yeah and it just it's it's you trust what you know you know right now if anybody asked you to fax your financial information it's the last thing you would do you would much rather trust some kind of digital form that can be protected traced uh not exposed to any part me a member of the public walking by
0: yeah um
2: so it, there's a transition in place for sure, but there's also a need for faster, easier devices to use it. Um, and yeah, and you're right. The the AI capabilities are moving much more quickly than I think anyone anticipated. So there will always be some kind of security risk for those who haven't fully understood it yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's with anything, but technology definitely takes a higher anxiety for younger demographic and old demographic. Like everyone's yeah. like, don't click that link because it's like this mm. or don't like post your, you know, certain credentials somewhere or whatever. So mm. at least it's nice to know that this world's not going to be super scary because there is things in place to make it a little bit easier.
2: There is. I'm probably someone who's who really focuses on all the opportunities this opens up for women in particular. Yeah. You know, I think that we've been stuck in – Household roles—we've had, you know, restricted access to capital, education, job promotions—all the things that are not new to anyone here. Um, those stats still exist for a reason. We have a gender pay gap. Yes, it's closing, but not fast enough. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I look at fashion and beauty as being two huge industries that women are currently fueling. This kind of revolution for the Web three technology can I think even the balance of power. And we don't have to just be consumers, we can be collaborators, we can be co-owners. It really opens up all new kinds of industry for women. Um, And also as content creators, you know, I I just, I feel like owning your own audience right now, if TikTok shut down, Instagram shut down, you don't own that audience, Mm. Um, but through blockchain you can. And those platforms are being, you know, built and developed. And I, I'm so honored. I get to talk to some of those founders and I see what's coming. Um, in the next few years, they're going to roll out and great. Everyone start onboarding those social media network audiences into your own web three yeah. world. Make sure that you own your audience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I listen to a podcast called my first million and they talk about this a lot. It's really very entrepreneurial and, um, great headspace actually to listen to yeah
2: it it is and it'll keep changing um yeah and I'm curious what what are you both most excited about when you think about the future of what could happen in the space and then and the world that you work within every day
1: I think for like us even just the latest kind of technology for hair care and education for the my side like I love educating my team and everything but now it's all online which is so much more accessible to them when they have their downtime so now it's starting with like an AI where it's like suggesting programs that they can do because they can see like the pathways that they're starting to take and we've got a few different companies we work with that are like I said, bringing in like visual representations of the color that you have and then writing down the formulas that you can do and what you should use to color, which is just insane because then it's allowing our team and our younger team juniors to learn a little bit quicker and understand visually because they're so used to seeing things on their phone and scrolling and seeing all that. So I'm finding it a lot easier to connect to them with something that's visual and straight in their face and see on a client what that color will actually look. Um, It changed like what I see our community and our industry changing. And then education is so big for our community of hairdressers. Australia, we have such pride um, in our education and our beautiful industry. So I'm excited to see how the AI world is probably going to change that a little bit because we do a lot of stuff online at the moment and it'll be interesting to see how it might make it easier and more attainable for people who probably don't have those opportunities just mm. yet. Yep. So exciting to see how that changes that mm. and makes it a bit more like everyone can be the best version of themselves in the hairdressing, see how that links. And I would like to see, I guess, how NFTs can then control that side a little bit more and that so many people have their Instagram kingdoms and tiktok kingdoms with this hair world that it, it it is scary when you say like it could just drop it could just go like that and it, you wouldn't have that in audience so it'd be exciting to see how that then transfers into blockchain absolutely um, so from
0: my point of view because i run
1: a photographer's agency and we do a lot of retouching
0: um i have just listening to all of the podcasts i have recently i was texting my retouchers going you need to learn about this, go and download this um, platform <laughs> and, please, and I'm going to put proposals to Billabong to, to do rainbow beaches and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, which we already have done, but it's just in retouching. So now, and I've been started following um, a guy, I think his name is so Tim Tatter, who just does the most incredible full AI art. So it's fashion and art. It blows your mind
2: always love a good new recommendation
0: we're image makers in my agency so this takes advertising and fashion to a whole different level
2: isn't it and i think that it does like people are, are worried about like will ai you know replace my job and i'm like it's 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 just like photoshop on crack like you, no we still need you yeah. for the vi- like ai doesn't have a vision it needs a vision. It needs the prompts, and if anything, it's less time about ideation now and more time about, you know, what what can you do next? Where can you take this?
0: Well, it's asset creation and image cre- creation. It's just different. To Germany, to Photokina, years and years ago, and we were tired because it's a huge expo, and um, we sat down and we watched. This is we were still shooting on film, and we watched a model get hair and makeup dressed, shot, printed into a magazine, seller-wrapped to go out in the mail. There was no, you know, mass email in those days. And I sat there and went, oh, we're in such trouble because this is what's happening now, the digital world. And we came home to Brisbane and just learned because we were doing, you know, artwork with um, sticking pieces of paper on a grid, you know. Like it's so different in such a short period of time and that was really scary then. We had yeah. clients who were buying million-dollar um, film-developing uh, machines. And we're going, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it happened like that when Brisbane and Sydney were much faster than some of the UK and the US in adopting digital technology. We're in that that change right now again.
2: So it's funny you say that. I was just watching yesterday. Uh, Ricky Lee, I guess, has just finished filming a music video on the snowy capped mountain of New Zealand, and this artist, she's wearing, you know, uh, a strapless ball gown, clearly in the middle of like a tundra, a wintry, snowy you know, mountain. And they were asking her afterwards, like, what was that like? Did you have shoes on? Were you freezing cold? And, and all these things. And she was like, yes, it was, you know, not glamorous at all. And I was like, why didn't they just AI that? Yeah, You know, the end results, you know, you you would not, I actually assumed it must have been AI beforehand. And I thought that was going to be the story and the hook. And um, I'm like, wow, so much cost and safety and security and health factor risks go into what you did. Or it could have just been AI. And, and like, you can... I think this innovation would have
0: been yeah. a Think about um, Mercedes Benz ads where you've got, you know, it, typically with film or even digital, you know, they shoot this, they shoot that, they shoot the, you know, the water flipping up from the, um, spraying up from the tyres and they put it all together and layer it um, or your last, you know, your final image. Now you just AI it. Like yeah. an, instead of spending half a million dollars on the shoot, you just AI it. And yes, it won't be nothing but it'll
2: be faster (laughs) well it streamlines costs it's more energy efficient it's safer for people it also allows greater accessibility for other people to work on these kinds of campaigns and projects right now those are really physically demanding if you're anybody who has any sense of physical disability you instantly can't participate in these kinds of jobs AI allows you to do that now. Like maybe you have an incredible visual creative mind, uh, but your physical limitations have, you know, stopped you from be, being able to work in that field before. In the future, hopefully not.
1: It opens up yeah. so many possibilities. Yeah. It's so exciting. Like it, it yeah. is so amazing to talk about it and understand it a bit more. Yeah. And we talk about it constantly with how things are moving in mm. the fashion well, a lot. So, yeah, it's I'm excited, really.
2: That's all I can say. I think <laughs> one of the most fun things for AI will be to, you know, let's say you've gone shopping in, in IRL and you come home with a new sweater. You put that in your, your closet, you know, grab your phone, you scan over that sweater and maybe a few other things in, in the, the cupboard. And AI can then make real-time recommendations like, oh, we see that you've just added this new sweater. Here's some outfits we could pull together with what you already have. So great, you've got some recommendations instantly. Uh, and B, we just saw that there's this collection that just dropped from A, B, and C designer. We think this would pair really well with that sweater you just have as well. And so you've got this conversation now of your products coming together and to create, I think, more efficiency in your fashion through styling that you're limited because you, I mean, with the creatures of habit. I wear the same, you know, three or four things together. I, I, once you do that, you, you stop kind of mixing it up you know and so i think ai can be really useful in that way i also think in terms of health and well-being you know our phones know everything about us they know how late we were up last night scrolling they know that we were either in the city or at the beach mm-hmm. um you know how great to come home late one night and in the morning your coffee machine thanks to ai is like hey michelle Saw so that you got in at 2 a.m. I'll make the coffee extra strong. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to think about it. It's just there. Yeah. Well, using AI to more efficiently manage your money. Yeah. Absolutely. Ask. I mean, people are doing that already. They're asking AI if I have a hundred dollars, what's the quickest yeah. legal way that I can make yeah. I can this $100 one hundred dollars into a thousand dollars in the next 30 days? Yeah. And it's been fun to see across all the social feeds, people sharing the different b- business models that have come up and some have really worked. <laughs> so,
1: so it's incredible. It should yeah. make it a little bit more attainable for people. People can find yourself and more information about the NFT world and your company.
2: Absolutely. Uh, anyone can find me at michellejreeves.com and on socials, Instagram and Twitter, Michelle J. Reeves. Uh, and our company is Mavion, M-A-V-I-O-N, just here building away in yeah. Web3, going to support women. Yeah,
1: Fantastic. amazing. Love that. So that Thank you so much. Thank you for, yeah, giving up your time today and talking to us about all this stuff. I think we'll definitely have to touch base in the next, like even six months and have another chat and just see how things are going because mm.
2: you definitely that. have
1: so much in your mind that we just love to see that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. But well, I'm glad you guys are leaning in. I'm super excited to see women, you know, reaching into the curiosity to learn here. And I'm happy to help.
1: Yeah. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so amazing isn't she wonderful so much information that she gave us about NFTs I feel like mm-hmm. we've definitely learned a lot more like we're still introducing ourselves into the industry of NFTs and crypto yep. I don't know Always about learning. you mum but yeah mm-hmm. and you've done a lot of information from like podcasts and everything as mm-hmm. well so definitely head to her Instagram you can find all her stuff on Michelle J Reeves uh, again on her website as well like she said mm-hmm. um, head to our website Golden Gals for any more information about the fashion beauty and hair scene and head to our instagram as well and don't forget to follow us on spotify apple podcast wherever you find your podcast fix because that means other people can find us as well
0: yeah fantastic thanks for joining us (laughs) mum's losing her (laughs) voice
1: (laughs) anyway enjoy guys